Welcome back to Health Call Live, where health information is free and the stethoscope is never cold. We're here to answer your questions at 447-1190. Now, back to health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. So if you're a regular listener to the program, you know that we have been on top of COVID-19 pandemic since its very, very earliest days. It was long before the mainstream media was paying much attention to the reports of what was happening over in China that we were kind of issuing a warning about what could be ahead. We did a lot of episodes on the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918, kind of setting the stage for what could come at us, you know, all the health, economic, societal changes that an uncontrollable virus could bring. And sadly, that stuff sort of really happened, didn't it? You know, all through history, when you look at pandemics, they have sparked consequences that came into focus long after the crisis phase. And this time around, I'm very concerned that Fear and lack of trust in the public health environment is going to emerge as a serious victim of the pandemic. This new covalent multiple version COVID-19 booster shot, it's out there now. It's readily available. CDC urging everybody once again, hey, time to roll up our sleeves. The government ordered $5 billion worth of this new booster. That's enough for more than 160 million doses. But as of this week... Less than 5% of everybody who qualifies has stepped forward for the new booster. So, yeah, COVID's not really raging anywhere right now, so it's not top of mind. Maybe that'll change. But I think that hints that people have sort of lost faith and lost trust in what they were being told. And this week, over in the European Parliament, we learned that despite some assurances that the COVID vaccines were vital to stopping the spread of this virus, a Pfizer official testified that the, the vaccine was never tested to see if it would stop transmission. So even though we were all told that, um, no empirical evidence that that was going to happen. So listen here as a Pfizer representative explains why the testing wasn't done. And then we follow it up with commentary from Dr. John Campbell. He is a British medical professor who publishes a daily, very down-to-earth, no-hype, facts-based, detailed analysis of COVID data. And he is not a happy camper. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. Um, COVID Pfizer vaccine uh, was not tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market. This was not done. Before, vaccine, before the vaccine entered general rollout, despite us being assured that everything, all the normal stages were carried out as they would be for any new product. And yet it turns out now we know what, however long it is now later, two years later or whatever, that this wasn't done. This really is, I think this is really quite scandalous. And I certainly feel personally let down by it. I'm sure a lot of you do. Um, Miss Small again, you know we had to really move at the speed of science. Now what I'd like to do now is pause and explain to you exactly what the speed of science means. But I haven't got a flipping clue. I do know not what it is. It's just words without meaning. The speed of science. It's just words without meaning. What does that mean? What's that supposed to mean? What's it supposed to convey? Just has no meaning to me at all. Unless I'm a bit stupid, of course. But... Um, have done 
two two science degrees and a research degree, and I've never heard the term. So anyway, anyway there's always need to learn new things. So I kind of love his gentle and dry British sarcasm there. But it's an example of how a specialist devoted to medical education, somebody who has followed the pandemic day by day by day, looked at all the data, studies everything from a very empirical level, feels abused by the lack of candor by Pfizer, by British health officials and the World Health Organization. So what's happening now in the world is the, the medical world, the researchers are digging into the data to understand if there's a link between the COVID-19 lockdowns and how the healthcare systems responded to the pandemic and whether that played a factor in something called excess deaths. Now, these are deaths that are well beyond what would normally statistically occur in any given year. It is becoming clear that because people did not have breast exams, colonoscopies, and other routine doctor visits, deaths did increase here and around the world. So we're going to listen here to Dr. Roger Schwelt. He's a medical professional, double board certified physician. He also runs a, a, a program called MedCram, which provides medical education for other health professionals. And he says... COVID should be a wake-up call to doctors everywhere. 50% of U.S. adults did not receive information about COVID-19 or the vaccine from their doctor. And this was published on August 10th, 2021. And the key findings of this study were that 50% of respondents have higher expectations for their doctors since COVID-19. 40% of respondents do not receive communication from their doctor between visits. 23% say their opinion of their doctor has changed since COVID-19. And nearly 20% of respondents are considering changing their doctor based on how they handled COVID-19. Here's the part that gave me a little bit of pause. For the 41% of doctors who lost the confidence of their patients, it was their lack of communication about COVID-19, 53%, their slow adoption of virtual care, 29%, and their underutilization of digital communication tools, 24%, that impacted their reputation. I think it's high time that we in the medical field start to wake up and realize that we have companies like Amazon and Facebook and your bank that are now saying, hey, we can do the stuff that we used to do in person online. And what's happened is whether there's trust issues or whether patients are afraid of getting infected in the office, they're just not coming in. And we have had some real issues getting patients the care that they need because there's certain things that we do as physicians, especially primary care physicians and people who do screening, that you actually have to be there for us to screen you for bad things like cancer. And so what's the effect of that? What has happened since COVID? It's not directly the virus causing the issue. It's the ripple effects of this. Yes, that is Dr. Roger Schwelt. In defense of physicians, you know, the guys out there in the trenches every day, they are forced to work in very tight guidelines imposed by the government, insurers, and the healthcare networks they might work for. Telemedicine restrictions, those were lessened during COVID. Doctors were allowed to see patients via Zoom, the internet, telephone, that kind of thing, even across state lines. But that flexibility is now at risk because as the pandemic health emergency status is lifted at the federal level, the rules around that could tighten back down. So let's hope that some lessons learned across COVID carry forward into some new rules that make it easier for all of us to have access with our doctors and the doctors who really do want to help 
but are being limited by rules that really just aren't in touch with the times anymore. That might help rebuild some trust that we lost as we lurched through all these waves of the pandemic. So what is happening out there in COVID world these days? I'm watching it very closely. Right now, there are some new variants that are of concern. You've heard of the BA5 Omicron variant. It's still out there. It's still dominant in the United States, but it is shrinking in its dominance. There are three other variants that have popped up. They are growing in England and Europe. That's leading to additional hospital utilization. And it appears these new variants seem to be able to escape not only the vaccine, but also previous immunity, natural immunity from previous infections. So are we done with this thing? Lord hopes yes. But, well, I don't know. we'll, We'll see as we all head indoors and shut the windows and don't get as much sunlight exposure and all that kind of stuff. We'll we'll see what happens. I'll keep our fingers crossed and. We'll certainly keep you posted on all of that. You know, another thing that I watch a lot is uh, studies around brain health because, man, Alzheimer's and dementia, frightening to all of us. Well, came across a study I want to share with you about what type of exercise is best for your memory. Does it really matter? We'll learn more as we continue here on the Health Go Live Radio Hour on WoWo. Podcasts by Federated Media. 